Welcome, everybody, to the Moiba podcast, also known as the Mrs. Obama It's Been an Honor podcast. And today, joining me is four out of the five crew members, myself, Dylan, Patrick, Maxwell, and Kieran. Say what's up, guys. Hello. Hey, what's up? Today, we will be talking about a wide variety of topics, from Michelle Obama, the status of the tomato, what happened in the NFL yesterday, and top 10 athletes of all time. And to break to break it up and kind of start us off here, we're going to talk about the most recent birthday that has an, an effect on our kind of podcast, and that is Michelle Obama. She takes up the first two letters of our Moiba, I guess, abbreviation. <laughs> so she takes up two. What is it? Two. But, without her, without her, we're just Iba. Yeah, we're Iba. No one will understand that because everybody yeah. universally knows what Moiba means, but no one knows what Iba is. So. Yeah. Yeah, we're we're a global brand. Yes. Like as much, like uh, <laughs> as much as I want to say I know everything about Michelle Obama, I'm just gonna read off the Wikipedia page of a little bit about her. <laughs> Full name is Michelle Lavon Robinson Obama. Robinson Obama the third, right? Oh wait, no, never mind. Nope. Oh no, she's not I don't think it says she's no, the third. Michelle Obama, the original. She's not she's the OG. I don't, I don't think that's a thing. <laughs> she was obviously the first lady for eight years with Mr. Brock, and we and we can also do a spinoff podcast of Boyba if we ever Brock have to. Obama. Barack Obama. Barack Obama. I would, I would love that. The Boyba podcast. Maybe that's our April Fool's Day one. <laughs> Get everybody for a loop. Basically, she's done a lot of great stuff in her life. A lot of she fights for the rights of a lot of people that don't have them currently, and such as the LGBT community. Uh, just minorities as a whole, and so on. According to the Wikipedia page, as a first lady, she served the role model for women, worked as an advocate for poverty awareness, education, nutrition, physical activity, and healthy eating, with the last being the most important of her achievements. Very much involved with eating healthy, as she wrote, I think, two books about it, maybe just one book, but she wrote one book at least about healthy eating. She has two books. I sound like Wait, no, screen. yeah, one. one yeah, just got one out just in the past year. Yeah, everyone's got to go read it. That's I've not read it, but you all have to yeah, read it. Yeah, I've not read it. And I'll need to read it. Annotated every single page, and I will be grading it. Yep. Uh, other than... Yeah, there's a, there's a reading check at the end of this episode. Yeah, <laughs> there is a reading check. You have one hour. And I want to say for the record, I put some pretty good deals on the last podcast. Like, I'd give someone – oh, there's Patrick. He's gone. Oh, uh, man. I did put some good deals in the last podcast, though, that if someone responded to me with some, like, cheese it catchphrase, I'd give him some money. And no one did. I was pretty disappointed about that. Um, I'm going to try to add Patrick again. Just – uh. Did we did we actually offer money for people who were going to do that? I think I kind of did. I think I said I did, but I might have retracted it. There's a good chance I kind of backed out on that deal. There's a that's a lot okay. of what I do. I back out of a lot of deals. I'm not afraid. Yeah, what we got to do is start selling merch as quickly as possible so we can give that yeah, out. Yeah, we got to get oh, the merch line idea. out. Okay, I guess while Patrick's waiting to come back. I'll continue on about Michelle. Political party, Democratic, spouse, Barack, children, Malia, Sasha, parents, Frazier Robinson III, and Marion Shields. Uh, she went to Princeton and Harvard. 
uh, that's about it. I mean, I, I'm not trying to sum up her whole life in about three Hello? sentences. Oh, oh, there we go. We're back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Okay, I can barely hear you guys. Oh, that's not good. Is your volume all the way up? Yep. Okay. I don't know. All right. Good. I'll try now. How about now? No, but I'll be all right. Okay. Well, we'll try. Are your ears now. open? My ears are wide open. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> we were just going on about Michelle Obama for a little bit. She was born in Chicago. Uh, that's about, and then I, I said I, not to sum up her whole life in a Wikipedia page, but we just kind of did. We just thought we'd pay a little bit of homage to her and for being the first two letters of our abbreviation. Shout out to you. Have, happy birthday, Michelle Obama. You know, Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Michelle. All right. Happy birthday, Big Water M. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this is one of the things I wanted to ask you guys. I didn't want to talk to you guys about it before the podcast started, but here's a question I have always had and been on a pretty strong side of it. Do you think the tomato is a fruit or a vegetable? I want you guys to just give me your opinions. Fruit. I got to go fruit. I think, uh, yeah, I think a tomato probably like science is defined as a fruit. Yes. Yeah. I would never it's a think cultural, it a fruit. A cultural really. vegetable. Yeah. A cultural vegetable. Yeah, conventionally I'd call it yeah. a vegetable. Well, I, yeah. I was very much on the vegetable side because of this court case in night. Or, wait, what is it? Uh, 1883. Wow. Dylan brought litigation. 1894 or something. Somewhere around. It's somewhere in the late 1893. Nick's versus Hedden was a Supreme Court decision in the U.S. under U.S. custom regulations that the tomato should be classified as a vegetable rather than a fruit. The court's unanimous opinion held that the Tariff Act of 1883 used ordinary meaning of the words fruit and vegetable instead of the technical botanical meaning. And that's why yeah, I, I don't like that part on this. Didn't they think tomatoes know. were... Well, well, yeah, we'll see. They even mentioned instead of the botanical meaning. Yes. So now we have there's a separate meaning. Horticultural. Yeah, there's a separate horticultural meaning. Okay, and then the very first link I clicked after looking up is a fruit, tomato, or vegetable from OxfordDictionaries.com says that scientifically speaking, a tomato is definitely a fruit. They are true fruits developed from the ovary in the base of the flower and contain seeds of the plant. Blueberries, raspberries, and oranges are true fruits, and so are many kinds of nuts. So, I don't even know because here's my big thing: everybody would just be like, "No, nah, man, it's got fruit. It's got seeds on the inside. It's obviously a fruit." And then I come at you with, "What about a cucumber? What about a pepper? They all got seeds on the inside. Come at me." Cucumber, cucumbers are cucumbers are fruit. No, is it yeah. really? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I was always under the assumption. As long as the as long as they're not like sweet and you eat them like an apple, you essentially eat them like a vegetable. So yeah, it doesn't okay. really matter how okay. they grow. Okay, let me ask you another. Another technicality. When you go yeah, to so Subway, a, pump, a pumpkin is also a fruit. Let me ask you something then. When you go to Subway and they ask what veggies you want, why is the tomato on, in there and why is the cucumber in there? That's on them. That's on Subway. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's it's, it's not, not on the not Differentiating. Oh, bye, Patrick. Yeah, Patrick's disagreement was so strong <laughs> that he couldn't. <laughs> he was so up in arms about my opinion that he left. Oh, yeah, these 
these definitions, so it says definitely of fruit, and you know, I'm willing to live with that, but I still ride or die for this vegetable, and I will I will bring up the court case Nix versus Hedden every time. You know, I can see, yeah. I mean, I, I feel like I would consider it a vegetable, just like yeah. in general, but yeah, like, I mean, the science is against that. Yeah, it's weird because like, it says the definition like, it, like whether it got classified on each one changed when like cooking people start at one thing and then cooking people would say it's this and like people just kind of went along with what the cookers would say the chefs yeah i sent him hmm. another invite this entire episode is going to be riddled with inviting patrick back yeah it can be our new thing yeah every time you leave <laughs> just play a cool sound Oh, does it not record the the sound that we hear? Uh, yeah, I think I'm not sure. I think it actually does. I think it does. It's weird though, like because like you could invite like six people, and like the second uh-huh. the first person joins, it starts recording, and it's kind of like I wanted everybody to what? be in here when we started, but yeah. So like the first three minutes were just like me and Patrick chilling, and then oh. you joined, and then oh, yeah. I'm, back. I'm back. I'm back. All right, Patrick. So we just basically went over because, by the way, this entire episode again, like I just said to Kieran, is going to be you coming back and us introducing you again and filling you in what we talked about in the past minute. But <laughs> that's like that's what the viewers want to hear. I was getting lots of requests. Yeah, about I think that. so. So uh, yes, I'm looking at I'm looking at good housekeeping. Cucumbers are fruits. Pumpkins are fruits. Avocados are also fruits. Man, avocados. Uh, Everybody knows avocados are fruits. Oh, man. Yeah, I just have a hard time thinking. I just don't assume cucumbers are vegetables. That just you need sense. you need to make make peace with your God because your paradigm is changing now. <laughs> the world's changing around me, and I'm not liking it. All right. <laughs> yeah, you know, fruits are vegetables. Vegetables are fruits. You know, there's nothing concrete in the world. You know, you can't know anything for sure now. Yeah, it's whack. I will. It's so whack. I will take the Nick's v. Hedden court case to my death. All right, it is a vegetable in my heart, but that's a topic for another day. Okay, uh, before we move on to our big topic of the ten best athletes of all time, um, obviously I'm gonna guess Patrick, you watched the games. But Maxwell and Kieran, did you guys watch the football games yesterday? I did not. I did not. Did you see? I was the worst at work, craning my head to see the dots running across the screen as they were dropping uh, down the field. <laughs> did you happen to see the worst call ever? Oh, I did I've see it today. The worst call in history. That, I I told someone that call is on par with the with it, every the bad call I've seen. The Armando Armando Galarraga yes. call. The Don Denkinger call in the 85 World Series. What other calls? There have been some bad been ones. This one takes was, the cake. When he was clearly out of bounds at, at Rocket Which one? Warriors. The Kevin Durant. Uh, Kevin, <laughs> Kevin Durant. The, yeah. That was so bad. That was really bad, too. The Zion charge when he m- murdered that guy. I know that one hit home for Maxwell. He, he, he thought that, that was a block <laughs> all the way. F, <laughs> F for Zion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, yeah. I, I've never... I've never seen a worse call at that pro that high profile, high stakes setting because New Orleans really would. They would have just been able to kill the clock. 
if they call yeah. that and get their first down. I don't even think the Rams have timeouts, right? With what's at stake, that's probably the biggest call, like biggest mess up of all time. Yeah, it's pretty close. Yeah. Uh, Maxwell, Maxwell, remember uh, Suarez against Ghana? Actually, no, Patrick, I, I just – right. he, he did do it, and they made the right call there. Patrick, I got I got something worse. You know, um, that one time in 2016 when um, it was what, what was it like the fourth quarter of the oh, Michigan Ohio State game, and uh, the guy was clearly not over the line, but they said, you know what, it's a first down, and they handed them the game. Oh, well, that's a very good point. Very good. Point. <laughs> oh, and there is a. Uh... There was a red card a few years ago in a soccer game where um, it was Arsenal and Chelsea. The Arsenal player goes in for a bad tackle, and it was a bad tackle. But the referee shows up and shows a red card to the wrong Arsenal player. So he essentially ejects a random player and leaves the guy who actually did the tackle on the field. Leaves a murderer at large. So did did the better player get kicked out, or did the worst player get kicked out? Oh, bye, Patrick. Well, let's see. I really uh, ruined him with that, I guess. Handballs it in the box, okay. and there's a penalty awarded. And then Kieran Gibbs gets shown the red card. Ah. As you know, I have no idea what's happened to Kieran Gibbs in the years since that. But Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain is still a pretty high-level player. So, But the problem is I think Kieran Gibbs is a defender, so that's probably a I bigger think, issue. Uh, I think he ended up at the University of Michigan. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, I guess uh, we'll just kind of wait here until Patrick comes back. We're about 14 minutes in. And pa- oh, there we go. Patrick's back. Welcome back, Patrick. I think there's like a five-minute limit on your phone. Like, you can only go five minutes not getting kicked out. Which is bizarre because when I did when I did the podcast with uh, Davidson Baker, um, my phone did it for two hours and no problem. Really? Yes. Maybe I think it's the group element. I think it might be the group element. Ram, how did you how did you roast me? How did you roast me? I didn't hear you. That's okay. <laughs> uh, he brought up the <laughs> he brought up the the famous Michigan stopped them, but apparently the refs didn't first down from the wow. new game a couple years ago. Spot was good, and people people for the spot was not good. I'm afraid not. The spot was very good, and I have reputable sources such as SB Nation that will back me up. Wow. <laughs> I have my, right. my own eyeballs in a picture. You have your own eyeballs? That yeah. is a very reliable source. I don't think I can compete with it. I don't understand. Yeah, sorry. So, like, this is so like I'll, the, I will away. This is like the highest stake <laughs> football game all the whole year. And the only yeah. footage we see of, like, it being a first down or not is some shady Bigfoot footage of, like, whether it's a first down or not. Very blurry, very blurry. Like, like we have, like, we have a pylon cam, but we can't get a first down cam? Or, like, no. how about the chain That's cam? Like the, the, I, if they would have called it Michigan on the field, they wouldn't have touched it. They wouldn't have touched it. Because it was so hard to overturn. That's true. Uh-oh. I think Patrick might be out. I'm in. I, I'm here. I'm here. Oh, you're here. Okay. Okay. I'm here. Out. Um, I guess we can move on to the meat of our topic or our podcast today, if you guys are ready to. Top ten athletes of all time. Ready. All right. I'll, all right. 
I'll do, I'm going to do two elements. I'm going to, for mine, I'm going to do top five athletes and top five multi-sport athletes, but I'll get to that. I want, I want you guys to go first. I want you. Guys to go so I just have a question. I have a question before we start. Is this top 10 athletes or top five athletes? Like you had the most success in your sport or like the most athletically gifted? That's up to you. Okay. Cause yeah. like, like Zion everyone is will probably be up there. Definitions of an athlete and what it means to be an athlete, and the, the difference between athlete and sportsman, which is a yeah. see, that's like the thing. Like, I saw something on Twitter, it was like, Is Tom Brady better than Michael Jordan? Like, and it was that's like, actually what started this this whole yes. debate earlier. Oh, was it really? Was, was that one Jordan Strack tweet where he put Tiger Woods as the best athlete of all time? Oh, yeah. And- Tiger Woods okay. can barely run. Okay, Tiger Woods conditions himself well, but he plays one sport, and it's not—it's not the most physically demanding sport. So, Tiger, we'll, we'll see if I put him I in think, there. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. But, I think off the court, he's not necessarily the best role model, which was a—that's a criteria in my top. Three. All right, who wants to go first? Who's going first? I can go first. Yeah. Okay. Right. So. I'm going to do my – I'll guess what I'm going to do is the GOATs from, like, the main four sports in the U.S. probably. All right. That's a good okay. good, good way to find it. Like, so, obviously, like, I don't know if I can rank them all, except I think I'm going to put number one. I think I'm going to put Jordan. I think I'm going to put Jordan number one for me. And then right. the next four that I list are kind of just there. Um. I think for hockey, without a doubt, it's Wayne Gretzky. The dude was a savage for like <laughs> 20 years and got yep. like all these records. I don't watch a lot of hockey. don't know all the stats on him. But like people don't even get close to his yeah. records at this point. I'll, like, tell you, I'll, I'll tell you this stat. It's, it's that Wayne Gretzky, Wayne Gretzky, you know, in hockey, they have points where you add goals and assists together. Yeah. If you took away all – if you took all away – if you took away all of Wayne Gretzky's Great, all of his goals, then he would be the leader in point in points on assists alone. In that's how ever? Much yes. Wow. Ever. Yeah, like that's what I'm saying. Like the, the man was just like he was like transcending for the sport, and yeah. like people just can't even touch him to this day. It's almost wilt like, in my opinion. Doesn't he have um? Doesn't he have a record for like number of records broken in hockey? I think you're yes. right. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so like you can't you can't argue against that. So my top five so far: Michael Jordan and Wayne Gretzky. I I I think uh, for football, I think football is so tough because I, you you say like Tom Brady, and Tom Brady, in my opinion, probably is the best player. Just especially if he wins the Super Bowl this year, but uh-huh. like athletically speaking, he throws like twelve yard checkdowns and doesn't scramble. Yeah. And basically, he's more of a leader than like a pure athlete. But he picks up he picks up our teams with his brain largely. Yeah, and, and that shouldn't that shouldn't take away from him. But at the same time, mm-hmm. it's like you see someone like I don't. You see someone like Ladainian Tomlinson, for example, some random running back, way more athletic than Brady ever was, probably like. Never had the impact on the team Brady did, but, like, was very dominant for a stretch of time. And I think one of the biggest things I consider in top athletes 
is their dominance for however long they are in the sport. You know, if you can keep up your dominance yeah, for a decade versus dominance for you five have years, it's a big difference. So, yeah. for football, I find it hard, but I'm probably going to have to throw Tom Brady in there. So, right now I'm sitting Wayne Gretzky, Tom Brady, Michael Jordan. Next one, uh, going to go with Usain Bolt. You know, All right. he was – Good call. He, 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 I don't even watch the Olympics a lot, but it's like everyone knows Usain Bolt. You know, he's so dominant yeah, sure. in his sport. He is so unbelievably influential that when you think of the Olympics, you could like – like there's so many random events like luge and bobsled and when you think of the olympics you just think of usain bolt and that's what it's gotten to i think he's in the top five and then i never really got to watch him as much but uh as a boxer muhammad ali very very influential fighter and generation and just basically pure dominance and his whole swagger about him was awesome and that's who my list is I think potential people on that list in the future, LeBron, very close to getting on that list. I'd say mm-hmm. he's a six. He's re- he's almost in there. And yep. um, I'm looking at this other list, and they have Roger Federer. I'm not sure about that. I think he wasn't as dominant for as long as other tennis players were. But well, he's kind of been dominant for almost our whole lives. He has been, but like. Like he's not he's not, not like the, the unanimous number one. Like yeah. he wasn't like yeah. like Nadal yeah, had, or Djokovic. Yeah, Nadal, yeah, Djokovic. Yeah, you have Nadal, Djokovic, like Andy Murray. Right. Like he wasn't like, oh, that's it's just Roger Federer and the rest. Like, no, it's like yeah, yeah, other yeah, guys yeah. are with no, him. No, there's about there's about a big four. So I think that rounds off my list. I guess Michael Jordan, Usain Bolt, Muhammad Ali, Tom Brady. And uh, Wayne Gretzky with LeBron on the porch, knocking on the door, trying to get in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, that's about right. it for me. All right, Maxwell. Maxwell, you want to go next? Yeah, I can go next. So right. uh, let me give my uh, criteria first. So my number one was just like their athletic ability. Okay. So yeah. think about track and field, like the British call it athletics so that gives you an idea of talking about athletes just the athletic ability probably number one but number two coming in close i've got like their skill in the sport so like if you're a player like tiger woods or like brady even if you're not running a lot the skill has to be factored in because you can't just be someone who runs really fast and be good at every sport so mm-hmm. if it's a team sport I have, like, how reliant is their team on that one player? So, like, take one player off, and that team goes to... I can think of that team. I can think of one guy. I can think of Darius Garland. Is it Darius Garland? Darius Garland. Uh, I was actually thinking of Jordan Clarkson. Oh, me too, actually. I don't know if Jordan Clarkson makes or breaks the Cavs. I was thinking about the Sylvania Five of me, Kieran... Jordan Carson, LeBron, and a loaf of bread. <laughs> <laughs> All right. My third criteria is longevity at, like, the peak of their abilities and, like, longevity of how dominant they were in the sport. And then my fourth one is just, like, off-field impact because, you know, that's also important when you're, like, factoring in who's, like, the best of all time. There's so many people that can be good at it, but if they're, like, really a bad influence or, like, a bad impact off the field, yeah. that's 
that has to like detract in some way that can be like a tiebreaker in some mm-hmm. some senses. Mm-hmm. I respect so, that. My top ten. Eric. At number ten, I have Cristiano Ronaldo. Okay. Oh. Even though I hate him a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm on the- like in the in the sport of soccer, you really don't get a lot of uh, physical specimens like Ronaldo. So, and he's he's undeniably skilled. Ronaldo, Ronaldo's number ten. Ronaldo's number ten. Yeah, Ronaldo. Ronaldo. Cristiano Ronaldo is number ten. Ah, uh, yes. He's been around for years, and um, when you look at performances of his teams at Real Madrid, if Real Madrid have been bad, it's often the case that Ronaldo has barely touched the ball in the game. So. They were pretty reliant on him for a time. Mm-hmm. And he's been around for so many years now. He's 33, and he's still easily either the best or the second best player in the world. There's no one still challenging LeBron or Ronaldo and Messi up at the top of the soccer. That's true. And then number nine, I have Messi for a lot of the same reasons, although Messi's skill is higher than his athletic ability. And I think Ronaldo's athletic ability is higher than his skill. Yeah. But I, the reason I have them pretty low is that although they're kind of they're kind of good like role models, they also have a lot of tax problems. So I'm not gonna. <laughs> hey, you know who else? I think that's like a I think that's like a Europe thing. I think I heard the other day Shakira is like 15 million dollars in debt too. Like people just don't oh, yeah, pay so taxes there. Players are. Yeah, they just don't. Like I think both Messi and Ronaldo have had jail sentences in Spain. Yeah, like but just, they're like just, a short of time, and it's their first offense, so it just gets like scrapped. Like they don't have to do it in Spain. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't understand how that works. Like, oh, like, like it's like, oh, you don't pay your taxes for like ten years. Now you just gotta pay it like one big fine. One, a lump sum. Yeah, I mean they they pay back their taxes after they get caught. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. All right, and then coming in at number eight, I have Pele, who I think is not necessarily as good of a soccer player as Messi, but ha- not having that bad impact off the field probably. Just puts him a little above. And then above him, mm-hmm. at seven, I've got Jackie Robinson, oh, yeah. who was a really good um, athlete in his time. And his off-the-field impact probably has to be one of the greatest of all time. Yeah. The, the greatest. Five. The greatest. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Probably. Him and Muhammad Ali. Him, Muhammad Ali, I would say they were standard. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, they really were. He did influence a country of a billion people. So, yes, I will give props to Yao Ming. Yao Ming does miss out on my list. Yes. At six, I've got uh, Roger Federer. Oh, all right. Because he's been around for so, for a pretty long time. One of the, the top of all time, I would say. You know, so skilled, really good athletic ability in there. And right above him, I have Michael Phelps, who – you know, incredible athletic ability. You just think about how much he has to work for that. I mean, skill in the sport, it is it is just swimming, but to be that good and that dominant for such a long time mm-hmm. has to put you somewhere in this top 10 list. Yeah. And above that, I have Michael Jordan. Yeah. I mean, you had him at number one of all time. Yeah. I have him, like his athletic ability, his skill, you know, you can't really deny that. Longevity, can't deny that either. But the, uh, and I'll just say the people above Michael Jordan on my list have all of those things as well, but they probably, in my opinion, have a little more off-field impact. Yeah. So that's probably what makes Michael Jordan go a little farther down. And so number three, I've got Muhammad Ali, 
So we all know about what kind of impact he made, the dominance he had, the skill, the athletic ability. And then number two, I've got Serena Williams. Oh, man. Field impact, you know, with women's sports and just like empowerment is really heavy for her. And again, longevity, skill, athletic ability, can't deny any of that mm-hmm. for any of the players up here. And number one, I just have LeBron James oh, because yeah. look at how, like, I, I feel like his athletic ability surpasses a lot of the players on here. Like the yep. skill. The way, he, look at, the way he conditions himself. Yeah. And then how reliant the team was on LeBron. LeBron. <laughs> The Cavs, like, it's comical on their team essentially for a long time, and then his off field impact, you know, maybe because it's more recent, I feel like it's a lot more, but he has contributed a lot to his community. Yeah, I think if I would have redone the list, I think I would have definitely included Serena and how dominant she was. I like the story of how she was like, it was something like six weeks pregnant and she played and won, oh, yeah. a, won an open. Oh, yeah. oh my bad. I'll send you there and I'll send him an invite. But I would I would have added either her or All right. Well I guess that means Kieran, it's time for your top ten. Yeah. So going through uh, uh Maxwell's top ten, ours are essentially the same. Uh I had I kinda did my criteria a little differently. So you have uh you have obviously skill and athleticism. I think that's important, but uh, I valued the the off court impact a lot more because you got a lot of athletes who are amazing, but like just as a person, it just makes it hard to support them. You like, uh, yeah. you know, like people like Kobe and like Kobe is probably top five of all time, maybe top ten. But like the amount of allegations against him and, like, his personality just makes it hard to support him. So, as an athlete... Yeah, I agree with that one. Yeah. Maradona, pretty far off my list. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. That's why, like, um, Michael Phelps, like, he is, of course, a dominant uh, swimmer and, you know, go blue. But, like, uh, his, his character, as far as, like, drug use and stuff, there's a couple of little spotty things here and there, but you just look at his his records and it's hard to it's hard to not support him because of you know yeah it makes it hard to root for him almost yeah that too oh yeah that's what i meant to say it makes it hard to root for him okay. but yeah so um the bottom of my list i also had pele i think i would have had Messi above him because uh, I agree with Maxwell. Messi's dominance is slowly overtaking Pele, but you know, the whole tax fraud thing. I don't know, man. But don't get me wrong. I like I like Messi and then... I heard something I do not- that about how Pele was counting goals in like sham like games. And I have respect to him for that. Yeah, yeah, he did. I mean, I like like 800 goals or something like that, but he was counting like friendly games against like soldiers, like just playing for fun. Yeah. So he got himself up to like 1200 or something like that. Yeah. I mean, he's still unbelievable. Don't get me wrong. Like a lot of them came yeah. in real games, like really like counting goals against like playing against like average Joes and random guys. Like really like that doesn't count. Like, are we going to, yeah. are we going to count like 
Barry Bonds hits from when he played Little League Baseball too. Like, yeah, that's why I have. Derby. That's why I have him at the the bottom because he did Hello. change the speaker, But oh, welcome back, Patrick. Yeah, oh, I'm back. But he's not necessarily regarded as like the greatest off off field influence. His influence kind of stays within. Yeah, that's true. Soccer itself. Wait, is Karen, is Karen doing his? Yeah, he just yeah. has number ten as Pele. All right, very good. My number seven. I could not come up with ten because, uh, you know, looking at my number six, I have Jackie Robinson. Yeah. So, again, with the the amount of influence, it's hard to like, it's hard to pick athletes. Like as I go on, it's hard to pick athletes with the same amount of like dominance and just influence for me. I thought like it's hard to pick. There are very few. There are very few. Yeah, with like like spotless careers. That's why. Even Pele, like, hesitant to put him on my list. but Yes, Pele, had, Pele he had he ran into financial problems later in life, and to kind of support right. himself, he had to he had to endorse some corrupt Brazilian regimes. Right, right, right. Um, yeah, so Jackie Robinson obviously changed the landscape of baseball. Not necessarily, like, the best player at the time, but definitely one of the greatest in terms of influence. Yes. It's not like he was a bad player either. Was also a great, great basketball player, great football player. Ran track right. at a high level, so he, he was he could do it all. It, it was incredible. Like, yes. Um, speaking of track, number five, I have Jesse Owens. Oh, that's he a did, good. That's a good one. Yeah, very similar to uh, Jackie Robinson in that he made some. Um, he took a stand when. Not many other people would, like, with the whole, you know, the Olympic situation. And then on top of that, he was just so dominant. Read his words on that one. Exactly, exactly. And just doing that on such a global stage. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not wrong, he did, did he do that before Jackie Robinson or after? Before, before, 11 years before. That's what I thought. Yep. Yeah. So just, like, and at the age he was, was he younger than Jackie Robinson at the time? I think he was. That is a good question. I think he was too. I think he wasn't. He wasn't far removed from Ohio State. Right. Exactly. And um, uh, from what I've seen of uh, forty-two as well, like Jesse Owens, just he kind of just did that by himself. Like he just said, like I'm gonna run and you can't really stop me. Mm-hmm. And then he. He was one of so, only. I think there were only like two or three. Black sprinters yeah. or black Olympians altogether, and right, but like just his 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 just dominance in general yes. and the amount of like courage it must have taken at that time, like that puts him above Jackie Robinson for me. Then I have at number four, uh, like Dylan was saying, Wayne Gretzky, like um, not necessarily that he did anything bad in his life, but like. You know, nobody says like, "Oh, Wayne Gretzky is like, you know, the the greatest influence in my life." Like, he's a good role model and all that, but like, yeah, he uh, you know, done much to. The thing is, the the, the thing for him is, you have to you have, we have to drive about two hours to the north to find where his greatest influence is, so we can't really comprehend. Right. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Yeah, that's a good point. It's a little bit different, but but just his his. In, intense dominance over the game, like yes, that's what, that's what puts him above for me. Actually, 
I might switch Jesse Owens and Wayne Gretzky. This is number five now. Okay. So up to I like number how, four. I like how you're I like how you're feeling out your list to us. That's fine. Yeah. You know, it's a it's a discussion process. And I then see. up to number three, we have Muhammad Ali, just like Maxwell's his uh civil rights issues and then he also dealt with uh religion as well because obviously he changed his name to from Cassius Clay and then um he was so good at boxing he was just a great um you know civil rights influence off the what do you call that the ring yeah the ring yeah and he he's inspired so many people even that that aren't even boxers like athletes artists like you name it he's inspired people um on the number two again serena williams just you know like it's in the name of our podcast mrs obama it's been an honor mm-hmm. uh, i would go so far as to call her the mrs obama of tennis or yes. even sports That's in general yep, like yep. Sports. powerful figure in both you know racial a, issues and a strong gender. a strong black woman america can look up to you don't right. you don't see that a lot, pure, and she dominance in the in the sport of tennis. Like you can't like she almost got the um, uh, what do they call it? The calendar uh, calendar slam. Yes, the grand, the grand slam. slam. And then came back and well, almost won it again while she was pregnant. Like what a what a god! Exactly, exactly. And then number one, LeBron James. It's just incredibly dominant in today's time. Obviously, again, bringing in the, the 2018 Cavs. And, I mean, you could even say the Lakers right now because they're doing pretty bad without him. But beyond that, he's such a, like, a positive influence. Like, uh, I remember last year I was just – I was driving home from school one day and I saw, like, these two kids in the their driveway. Like, one was wearing a LeBron James jersey. And I was just thinking, like, what, what, a, what a blessing it is to – like have an athlete that's so great, but also that like kids can look and, up to. Like he's and he's from player. here. He's from here yeah, in Ohio. Yes. Him and him and Jesse Owens have that in common. Yeah. They're both here from from here in Ohio. They're save saving graces of Ohio. Yeah. yeah. No, he. he ah, Kieran trying to weasel his way out of Ohio in citizenship again. I'm trying. Into the I'm a Chicago native, actually. A Chicago native. But yeah, I think if we had. A whole generation of athletes that turned out like LeBron, this world would be so much better yes. off for it. Uh, that's absolutely correct. Yeah, I like to think of his um his um uh, I forgot what he said that started it, but when he oh when um Trump decided not to invite certain people to the White House, the oh the Warriors obviously, and then LeBron said, hey, they didn't want to come anyways because. You're not a very good person. Like yeah, that's a great honor. To, great honor until you showed up. Was his words. In the you bum. In the whole shut up and dribble movement. Where... Exactly. Like his stand against like the president of the United States as a basketball player. Like, and nearly everybody in the NBA supported him. Like yes. that. That's something like that inspires me. I'm not even like I can't play basketball for anything. I'm not an athlete in any way, but. Yes. Just to be he is more than an athlete. Yeah. That's that's just something you can't top. So right. that's why he's number one. Good list, Kieran. Thank you. Man, this is an All inspirational right. podcast, man. I'll tell you that. Yes. Yeah. It's an honor. Yes. This is 
we are we're encouraging people to help people. We're encouraging people to help themselves. It's what the MLK. It's MLK Day. It's Ms. Obama's yes. birthday. It's a self help. It's a, it's a we're lifting ourselves and others podcast. Yeah. It, it's therapy. It's therapy. Therapy. Hey, new new sponsor, new us. Am I right? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. New year, new us. Yeah. Okay. Uh, great list, uh, Maxwell and Kieran. I think we're gonna move on to the mm-hmm. final list of Patrick. And All I right. think you Am said I you're going to break it down, right, in the two different lists, right? Yeah, yeah. I'll break it down. In the, so I, I was talking earlier in our one of our group chats, and I said that an underrated quality when we're talking about the greatest athletes of all time would be versatility. And I think that special citation should be given to athletes who have succeeded at playing more than one sport because that is very hard to do. Yes. And we tend to divide our psyches into different sports. We have a we have a fandom of baseball and fandom of basketball, and I think that if a f- a figure can harness two different disciplines, two different sports, they deserve special recognition. So I will do a top five sports people like in the mold of what you guys were saying: off the court impact, uh, uh, on a, like on field, I should say dominance, stuff like that. And then I will do the top five multi sport athletes of all time and then i will do i, I want to give one special special citation to the one nor the, the greatest normal guy athlete of all time brian the greatest, uh that that could that could be one but this guy i'm going this this guy is the greatest he's what your dad hopes to become in terms of success at normal guy sports so i hmm. i will get to that shortly all right here are my top five sports people of all time. At number five, I will put. Let me see. How am I gonna? I I I, mean, I gotta feel this out too because I did not come prepared. <laughs> I will put at number five. Hmm. Is this, this your this, athletes or like? This is sports people athletes, not multi-sport athletes. Okay. okay. Alright. Okay. At number five, I will put um I will put Wayne Gretzky at number five. Okay. And because hockey is a very hard sport to play. You're on skates, you're moving all the time. You're you're shift you're shifting in, you're shifting out. And the way Wayne Gretzky he was he was he was such a force for years. First on Edmonton, then on LA. Uh, he helped popularize hockey in, I, in LA. He, he's a Canadian national icon. He's a si- singularly dominant force on the on the ice. So I will put Gretzky at number five. At number four, I will put the guy who I was surprised no one said, Michael Phelps, who has oh, been. Did Maxwell say that? Maxwell said it. Yeah. Look, I'm barely even here anyway. I, I'm always cutting in and out. That's so. I will put um, Michigan's own Michael Phelps. So there you go, Kieran. I will yeah. put him at number four because he is. Jesse Owens at number four. You you had Jesse Owens at number four. Yeah. All right. See, this is this is diplom- diplomacy right here on the podcast. I'm Maxwell. Maxwell's out. You guys can keep talking. Maxwell's out. Back. All right. So for number three, I will go ahead and put Michael Jordan at 
number three and LeBron James at number two. Wait. And here's why I will give the slight edge to LeBron James. Obviously, uh, his social impact uh, endears, endear, I think he's endeared himself more to America as a sports person because he does so much for his community. Whereas mm-hmm. Michael, Michael Jordan, he, he wasn't, he wasn't uncharitable, but his famous comment, Republicans buy sneakers too. He, he was, he was a little to talk about important issues. Whereas LeBron, he, he likes to talk about important issues a lot. And yeah. both of them have been great ambassadors in their own ways over the years for the greater bas- game of basketball. And number one, I'll put Usain Bolt because that man, as a sprinter, uh, as a icon in his home country of Jamaica, um, he 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 has tested the limits of what humans can do in a ten-second time frame. Because he really is the human. He he's like the Flash. He's there and he's gone. Wow. And uh, Kieran hates the Flash so much <laughs> as a niche. But so yes, I will put Usain Bolt at number one. So Bolt. Uh, LeBron, Jordan, uh, Phelps, and, and Gretzky is my list off the top of my head. Uh, uh, honorable mention. Honorable mention to Ali, uh, Carl Lewis, and uh, probably a soccer player, Pele, Messi, or Ronaldo, and Babe Ruth. But he was very fat. So yeah, can I elaborate Sorry, on the Jordan LeBron thing for a second? Please. Yeah. So here is my take on the Jordan LeBron. I think you're absolutely right. Jordan, I had Jordan because I looked at it more as dominance in the sport. I didn't take much into yeah, absolutely. outside. Jordan was by far a completely different animal when he played. Like, people had never seen the stuff that he was doing on the court. All mm-hmm. the shots, he literally looked like a different, like, a sport versus everybody else. Like, he was playing basketball and everybody else was just, like, trying to get the ball in the hoop. Like, everybody was – literally looked inferior yeah. to him like like his rivals like dominique i guess and all these people like they don't even compare. dominique wilkins patrick ewing reggie miller he just he dominated them all he toyed with them all he would toy with exactly his dominance influenced the whole generation everybody now like if you even if they don't want to admit it they learned or watched or try to take something from michael jordan's game and i think you'll see that maybe in that with the next lebron generation but the problem is like yeah. Michael is so different than everybody else that it just is unbelievable. But like mm-hmm. you said, Michael outside of basketball and his influence and outside of Space Jam, outside of Space Jam. Oh, that's a, that's cool. such a, remar- a remarkable, remarkable film. Remarkable, remarkable film. film. Other than that, he was kind of, just, I hate to say it, but kind of dick. Like he really did <laughs> make himself to be likable by the public. He always had no, no, to him. He like I I remember even in his Hall of Fame speech like he refuses to admit anything that anyone's better anything he doesn't like to he's so so intent on proving he's better that he won't even be like just like nice yes. and he won't show any remorse or anything and it's great for sports but like it just leads down this bitter path and yeah it's it's interesting it's interesting the the dynamic between michael and lebron they are two different players they play two different positions they're from two different parts of the country lebron's from the inner city jordan grew up in rural north carolina one played in college one and didn't they're just two different guys so it really is hard hard to compare them both i think jordan's reflect reflection of his uh competitiveness shows and his gm skills he's been in charge of the bobcats so long and now the hornets he refuses to let them tank even though they probably should because yeah. he's so intent on winning. 
he doesn't want. Yeah, you'll never, you'll never see. Well, you might see it, but eventually. But you'll never see an active effort for Charlotte to lose games. It'll always be competitive, even when they're bad. Yeah, exactly. All right. I like there were, they weren't. Yeah. I just had to say that I have my little spiel about Michael Jordan versus LeBron. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree with that. All right. Uh, I'll do my top five multi-sport athletes, and then my top uh, everyman athlete. Okay. All right. Okay, top five multi-sport athletes of all time. Number five, I will put Jackie Robinson. Uh, Robinson, he was a baseball player. He was a strong second baseman, first in the Negro Leagues for Kansas City, and then in Major League Baseball as the mainstay of the Brooklyn Dodgers. However, people don't commonly know. He led what is now the Pac-12 in scoring on the basketball court twice. Um, he, during World War II, uh, he was also a phenomenal football player, an exciting return man. You can actually see on video him, him playing football as a football player for UCLA. I think it's against Oregon. He, he, he makes guys look silly. You can see a lot of the speed that he demonstrated on the baseball diamond and you, and, uh, I would, he's also a great track star. He's a solid track runner. Hmm. So, yes, that's four sports played by Jackie Robinson. So he comes in at number five. I don't know if anyone wanted to add anything. Oh, no, I, I honestly didn't know that. Yeah, you mentioned that when I was talking about him. So, Yep. Um, number four, I would put I will put Sean White because Sean White is the greatest snowboarder of all time. He's also a phenomenal skateboarder. Is. which is also not commonly known. Uh, the Flying Tomato, he's obviously uh, even – he was like – he's like 31 now. 31-year-olds should have no business being snowboarding in any capacity. And look at <laughs> look at Sean White out there in Pyeongchang winning gold just like he yep. did all those years ago in Turin, I think in Salt Lake – even back to Salt Lake City. Uh, he's also a very accomplished skateboarder, uh, multi-time X game gold medalist, so – Big ups to him. Man, that's a great that's a great athlete choice there, Patrick. I completely forgot about Sean White. Yeah, I love Sean earth, White. Man. I, I was so excited when he won gold this year. That was one of my favorite sports moments of last year. Uh, two and three, I, you got to list them together, Bo Jackson and Deion Sanders. Yeah. Um, both were phenomenal uh, multi-sport athletes. Uh, uh, Buck O'Neill, the great baseball figure uh, – uh, first a Negro League player, then later a Major League scout. Um, he famously said that there was a sound he heard off the bat only three times in his life, from Babe Ruth, from Josh Gibson, and from Bo Jackson. Uh, he was an incredible player. Uh, he obviously won the Heisman Trophy. Uh, and his the year for the Royals and the Raiders, where he was a Major League All-Star and a Pro Bowler as a running back, I don't know if anyone will ever – Stop that. I wonder how it would have felt that year to be a Chiefs, Chiefs fan, where Bo Jackson is playing for both your baseball team and your chief football rival. So that would have been funny. Yeah. Uh, and Deion Sanders, uh, he, he wasn't as strong a baseball player, but he was one of the greatest cornerbacks ever. Uh, he also deserves big ups for playing in an MLB playoff game and an NFL game on the same day, which I think they're making a 30 for 30 about. Oh really? Yes. That's all. I, I'm gonna have to watch that one. That one and the Michael Jordan one. Yeah, the, the Michael Jordan one is gonna be amazing. All this yeah. old footage. Um, 
I mean, number one, I will put Jim Thorpe. Um, just the sheer volume of the sports he played. All right, let's break it down. He, if there would have been a Heisman Trophy, he he might have won it. Or he might have won it once or twice, maybe three times, playing for Carl's Isle. Is everyone there? Kieran's not. I'm adding him back. Okay. Well, let's get Kieran back here. Uh, I'll continue to break down the feats of Thorpe. Oh, it's just me and you. Uh, well, you can keep going. All right. Uh, Thorpe, He not in addition to his college football, he went on to become an accomplished pro football player. Uh, he won Olympic gold in the decathlon in Stockholm. Um, he was a solid major league baseball player, a great fourth outfielder. Uh, he is in the lacrosse hall of fame. He was a very good basketball player. Uh, he won a national championship in ballroom dancing. I've heard that he was a good bowler and golfer also. So I don't, I don't know. I don't know if that's easy to top. I don't think it is. No, it's like, he's like a, my player. He's good at everything. Yep. Yep. Any, any athletic discipline you throw out there, Jim Thorpe could do it. Was he native American? I couldn't remember. He he was, he was, he went to the Carlisle, the Indian industrial school. That's awesome. Um, he was second Fox Indian from Oklahoma. Yeah. He has. He should definitely get talked about more as one of the better athletes ever. Gets left out yes. a lot. I feel like. Is Kieran back? Is Maxwell back? Yeah, Ma- uh, Maxwell's back. All right, Kieran is a dead. I assume. Yeah, Kieran probably passed. Everybody, rest in peace, Kieran. F for Kieran. Press F in the chat, Kieran. All right. Okay. Even without Kieran here, I will go ahead and give my number one everyman athlete of all time. Okay. And that award. Okay, and he is a multi-sport athlete. And that award goes to Mr. Walter Ray Williams Jr. Now, let me tell you, Bo Jackson, the sports he plays are baseball and football, two of the hardest in the world in their own right. Walter Ray Williams Jr. is possibly the greatest PBA bowler of all time, and he is also a seven-time World Horseshoe Pitching Champion. Oh. So that is, that is, a, that is your dad. 40, 50-something-year-old dad, that is his fever dream, all right? This guy, he bowls and he pitches horseshoes, both at the highest level in his sport. So That's unbelievable. That, that is truly you – you deserve to be applauded for your everyman status if you can do that. Uh, is that the guy that bowls two-handed? I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. There's one guy that doesn't even put his hands in the holes of the ball, and he just kind of spins it with both his hands. And he was like the talk of the town for like a year or two. That's I crazy. I think I, I think I've heard of that. They showed him on ESPN a couple times because like they're like, "Holy crap, how's this guy even doing this?" <laughs> and then after that, everybody's like, "Okay, we forgot the bowl. Like, never mind." <laughs> yes. So that is my pick: greatest everyman athlete ever, uh, Walter A. Williams Jr. PBA champion, horseshoe pitching champion, an all-around backyard and birthday party legend. Awesome. So I guess with technical difficulties that we've had today, uh, <laughs> Kieran said his mom <laughs> called him, and that's why his he got cut out. <laughs> ah, that's hilarious. Oh, the, yeah. the mother strikes again. All right. Yeah. Uh, so I suppose with that news. And everybody's given their list. I think we've talked about everything. I guess we're going to wrap up the episode. You guys got any last call? Call it a day. I had a lot of fun. 
had a lot of fun today. It was a great podcast. While, through while you were here. battling through all the tough that technical difficulties yes. of me being in Defiance, Ohio, Maxwell being in <laughs> Vanderbilt, Patrick being in Sylvania, and Kieran being uh in the state up north. You know, I'm not even an Ohio State fan. I don't know why I said that. He's in Michigan. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. With us being all this far away, it's awesome. And next time we'll even get even more diverse in our locations when Jude joins us. But I think that's going <laughs> to wrap up the episode. Thank you guys for listening to the Moiba podcast. Michelle Obama, I mean, Mrs. Obama, it's been an honor. <laughs>